Dear listener, welcome to the podcast Holding Space. We are your hosts, Aminata Cairo and Winnie Roosevelt. In this podcast, we take you along exploring my new book, Holding Space, a storytelling approach to trampling diversity and inclusion. This book is dedicated to offering a new, alternative perspective on engaging a world strive with questions and challenges. I wrote this book specifically for you, the audience, with the hope that it can be a gift that you can put to good use. We have invited some of you, the audience, to explore some of the chapters of this book with us. What does this book mean to you, to us? What can it mean and how does it translate into action? We hope you will stick around and enjoy these conversations. For today's episode, Aminata and I invited Gerben, Dana, Camiel and Bettina. Gerben Kor is a lawyer, a screenwriter and board member of the Belmer Park Theater in Amsterdam. Possibly the most inclusive theater in the Netherlands. Dr. Dana Peterson is the Director of Intercultural Affairs at Western Carolina University. She has a passion for teaching and supporting young people and has a knack for the African-American performing arts. Camille Kesser was born and raised in Amsterdam. He has always been passionate about supporting people. Since obtaining his degree in social work, he works with youth and families in Amsterdam. Bettina Harbels, a professional change expert with a passion for people and culture, says, my drive is to build an inclusive society with others in different settings, like my workplace, community, and my volunteering. So welcome everyone. Welcome Camille, Bettina, Dana and Gerben and of course Aminatha for joining us um, in this conversation about another chapter in this book and it's about courage. So I'm really curious, how was it to read for you guys? When you saw the chapter Courage, what came up? Well, for me it came uh, at the right time. I think in this period of life because of all the COVID restrictions. Mm. So what we see in Amsterdam is that courage is being, you know, used as a tool to maybe put people on, on different ideas mm -hmm. or make people less comfortable about being courageous. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really interesting to read about, you know, the specifics that Aminata has put into the book and what you can experience about that now here in the city mm. and can you give an example of what you're experiencing in the piece that aminata wrote there's a part about you know stepping out of the system or trying to focus on what you think is right mm. right now during this period there's not a lot of room for that So you're actually being, you know, you're being punished or you're being um, pointed at or accused as she's, uh, as she's written down. Even if you're not sure about what your stance is, but to, to, to challenge what the system provides you, 
So I guess that's um, that's an interesting thing of this period of time. Mm. Whereas in the past it may have been the same, but it wasn't. It was not visible for everybody. Yeah. So that's my experience for now. So I'm really uh, curious about all the ideas that and the experiences that the other guests have. Yeah. Uh, surrounding this uh, topic. this topic. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks for sharing. So uh, Bettina, do you want to share your thoughts on how? I was quite interesting to think about the courage and the aspect of courage, um, because it's the courage of your heart to step out, step in, and to speak out. But me surprised the last two weeks with the election period here in Holland or the Netherlands. A lot of women politicals have spoken out about the hatred they got mm. on social media and they spoke out about the discussions of their dress or their shoes or their lipstick and nothing was going on on the election program or their input or their qualities. Mm. And I think it's a very nice discussion going on because this is always going on, this part. And now mm. they spoke out. And yeah. some men also spoke out that this should not long longer happen. So something is changing. Nice, interesting. Dana, I see you nodding your head. So maybe you want to re react. Certainly. I'd love to chime in there. Um, I think, you know, just to follow up what the first two speakers were speaking about, you know, courage is one of those concepts. It's very universal, um, but it, it, it's clearly demonstrated when there is resistance to, you know, to you showing courage and demonstrating courage. I think without that resistance, without something sort of being a threat to you, then otherwise you're, you're just sort of speaking out then, right? But um, to actually demonstrate courage is to do that in the face of, a, is to speak up or to stand up in the face of a threat mm -hmm. or in the face of some possible um, negative consequences. You know, that is something that really demonstrates true courage. So I was just thinking about that when they were, when yeah. they were speaking. And was there something in this chapter that resonated a lot to you? I think everything <laughs> mm. resonates uh, right now. Um, there's a lot going on, too, in the United States um, around just things that are happening. And so as I'm looking at sort of how much semblance there is to sort of what's happening around the world and this intergenerational movement, um, if you will, that has taken up the idea of courage and what it looks like for young for the younger generation versus maybe what it looked like for um, older generations or for those who have lived longer, had mm -hmm. longer time on the earth. <laughs> and um, But yeah, I think just everything. Do you say that there is like some difference in how courage is coming out for this younger generation at the moment? Well, um, I think, you know, a lot of people might look at the younger generation and see them as kind of almost fearless mm. um, because many of them are standing up and taking a stand in the face of of pretty clear and pressing danger and yeah. um, that the risk is really high. 
One of the things that I'm seeing is that people that have privilege around their identities and their affinities are standing with those who have less privilege. And, and you know, in noticing that, it seems like that is putting courage in a whole different light mm. um, because it's allowing people who maybe would not have had an opportunity to stand out, stand up previously. It's sort of giving them um, a, a window yeah. or an opportunity to yeah. do that just by sort of sharing that mm. this moment of courage. Nice. Thank you. So Gerben... Was there something that resonates? Yeah, actually quite a lot. Um, you cannot see me, but I am uh, male. I am white and I am 50 years old uh, hmm. or young. And uh, I am privileged and I am a lawyer and not the good kind of lawyer. I'm an I'm a <laughs> M&A lawyer, mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> When I was uh, 30 years old, I, I actually uh, I worked as a good lawyer too. I worked for Amnesty International and I worked for uh, for uh, refugees a lot, actually. Um, but um, I, I see in my world around me the aging, disappointed white male. I'm not disappointed, but I am white and male and aging. Um, I see a lot of confusion, actually, uh, about how to mm. uh, deal with all kinds of um, issues of courage of yourself and courage of others and the possibilities to encourage others. Um, mm-hmm. I am I'm on the board of the Bijlmer Park Theater in Amsterdam. Uh, and the Bijlmer Park Theater is, is uh, probably the most inclusive theater in, uh, in the Netherlands. And it's a very interesting place. And, and we have conversations there every day with the board, with, uh, with our people who work there, with the uh, the people who visit the theater, and it's um, it's some it's 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 a it's an interesting interaction. Mm. And in in the in the in the chapter that uh, Aminata wrote, which was, I must say, Aminata, I want to compliment you on your style. I, I love mm. really love your style. Um, it, it, it really touched me actually. And and can you be specific in on the style Aminata writes in? Because everyone who's li- I don't know if everyone who's listening at the moment also already read the book. She got me really hooked uh, at the moment that she wrote about the philosophy uh, of blues aesthetics, mm. uh, actually. Uh, but uh, going up to that and, and for that, she, she, you, Aminata, you are able to mix really deep philosophical insights with personal experience uh, mm. and all in a flow of writing which really uh, took me uh, actually uh, uh, with you uh, in, in your narrative yeah. and I um, I really appreciate that and I really yeah I was also and and, and of course the, the example I, I am a blues singer and piano player uh, mm. so uh, and, and and I like to riff and I like to improvise <laughs> I will not take up too much time I will come back to that later but I, I, that that's something that I would like to tell something more about well It's an interesting point. And I think that um, maybe to um, explain maybe a bit more about what the blues is doing in this chapter about courage. And then Gerben, if you want to respond on that, you feel free if you want to talk about what the blues and the riffs, uh, uh, how that moves or resonates, feel free to share. Well, for me, um, yeah, I've I've studied the, the blues aesthetic. And so... 
there's a lot to it in, in the sense, you know, it, it is a music style and we know the blues is, you know, the blues is about pain and it's about suffering, but it's also about so much more. It is also this idea that, um, you know, the music itself, you know, the, the lyrics are about pain and suffering, but it's also beautiful and it's haunting and it pushes you and, and the blues tells you, you know, you have to go through the pain in order to get to the good side. And so you have to embrace it and you have to be brutally honest. And when it comes to the music in blues as well as in jazz, there is always, um, at some point, you have to step out and, and bring it. You know, you have to take the floor and bring what you got. And so to me, that's what, you know, that resonates when I think about courage. So sometimes courage is about, okay, I'm going to have to take a stand. I'm going to have to speak up. And sometimes you have to take a stand and not know what's next. You know, and so when you're part of the blues band, when you're part of the jazz band, you can't say, oh, well, I'm sorry, I don't know what to play. No, 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 you, you know, so you, you know, trust and go and something will come, you know, something will come, something that's of you and to, tr and to totally trust it and to let it go. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. so, so, you know, so that's, to me, that's part of being courageous too. So again, on the one hand, you can, you can be courageous and I'm going to step out and speak up or I'm going to take a step and whatever happens, happens, but something will happen and I'm going to trust that it will be okay and I'm going to trust that it's going to be good. And that's what I get from the blues. So Gerben, do you want to talk about your blues experiences maybe? <laughs> Yeah, but every word I'm going to say now is going to going to sound less profound than, than what I'm going to say. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, really, truly, I'm 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 not kidding. I I, I really uh, like the way you write and talk. No, for me it was, I think because that resonated with me so so much. I was this white privileged young kid, and I of course we had a piano in our home, and of course I had piano lessons, and I mm. played Bach, and I love love Bach. But somewhere during my uh, adolescence and, and, and early time in Amsterdam, uh, when I was around 20, I discovered the blues and I discovered by accident that I could sing. I did, know, did not know that I could sing. Just like you say, uh, Aminata, the moment where you are kind of on the spot uh, and in the spotlight uh, and you just have to go. And then you go. Uh, I don't know if that's courage, actually. Uh, it, it's also just letting your inner uh, self come out, mm. or maybe some of your demons come out. <laughs> and after that, the second time, when I got up on the stage again, it was actually quite soon after. It was in Chicago uh, when I was at the, for a conference. I was there. And I, I actually stood on stage with Buddy Guy, who is... For those, wow. who, yeah, yeah, Buddy guys, uh, he has a, he has a bar there, across the street from the Hilton uh, Hotel, the, the original Hilton Hotel in Chicago, and I was staying at the hotel, and I walked across the street and I, I, I jammed. There was a jam session, and uh, well, I could I I was yeah I could hold my own uh, at that moment, and then at the end of the night he came in and uh, together with his brother and and. And they said, hey, Amsterdam, that, because they knew that I was from Amsterdam, so my name was Amsterdam. Hey, Amsterdam, come play the piano. So I, I actually played the piano when Buddy Guy was wow. on stage playing the guitar and singing. And that was a humbling, humbling experience. But to look mm. at that man, that, that colossus of a man uh, who, who had overcome so much in his lifetime and, and who stood there and, and uh, well, it, but that was humbling, truly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I want to say one more thing. 
the reason why it's so important because I think especially in academia and I'm saying that because that's the world that I come from we are so trained that if you don't know what to do you had better be quiet you know so you are trained that well what are the 10 best steps and what you know and there's nothing wrong with being well prepared but this whole idea that unless I know the right thing to say or the right thing to do I'm not going to do anything and so if we want to change that needs to be different, you know, and that it's okay, you know, be creative, do it, try it, anything. And, and, and to me, that's unfortunate because I love education, but at the same time, it also takes away your creativity and it instills a fear, you know, that if I don't know exactly what to do. And so we hold back when it comes to stepping out and to creating all kinds of riffs and shake things up and to create something new. Yes. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add into that, too. I mean, I feel like, you know, um, Amanada really speaks to that idea of the creativity that kind of can jump, can spring from um, from courage from that moment, because it's not it, it, that courage is not uh, just to do something. But it I mean, the courage is not to do something in particular, but to do something to 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 shift the um, narrative and to disrupt what is happening currently. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and, and it is a creative process. It's something that can um, come instantaneous, and it's like a flow, kind of like the music um, that you were talking about in the creation of that music. Um, the creation of, of or the using courage as a springboard to do something, to interrupt the status quo and the way things have been going that um, in and of itself is, is a process that takes you from one state to the next state of being um, as the individual who is embracing, experiencing, and then um, finally displaying that courage. Um, so I really, I liked the, the uh, sort of the symbolies that were there as well too, where the idea of even how some animals in the wild um, yeah. <laughs> display this this courage and they're transformed in that moment. I mean, they're not the same as before they had a need to display courage and so they were just in their regular state, but you have to be transformed in that moment. And and it can be a beautiful thing. What I the part of the blues touched me because I think there is no script to be courageous. So the the creative process, but also Speaking out uh, from your inner heart is always recognized by other people. And to take the step to be in the spotlight, it can be very hard. But mm. you can also encourage people to do that because the, uh, the surroundings will see it is from your inner, your inner heart is speaking out. And in my own circle, I see people react on a good way to that. So that encourage people to play the blues. So what you're saying is that when people are are um, showing their courage, that people respond in a positive way because it's yeah. from the heart. Yeah. Well, interesting. So Camille, is there something that stood out for you maybe in the in this chapter? Well, yeah, I think um, the things that I'm hearing from the other people here in the podcast is that are uh, similar but also different Mm -hmm. and if i think about courage i experience that it it's something fundamental Mm. if you express something that's fundamental yes uh it will resonate in other people Mm. 
And I feel like sometimes what Aminata also explained is that the way we think about fundamentals in our in our behavior, in our expressions, mm. programmed in us like they are tools. Mm. Like, uh, you know, she just said in education, uh, you get some some kinds of fear installed. So so then you cannot tap into your fundamentals and you're going to have like a checklist of, okay, am I able to do this? Okay, this is checked, this is checked. Oh, well, this not, this not, this is. Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm, you know, mm. uh, capable of bringing out that tool. Whereas I think courage is so much more, you know? Mm. And uh, the interesting thing that uh, you guys were just talking about concerning the blues is that for me, the riffs or the state of being that you get into mm. feels really similar to the concept of flow. Mm. And the concept of flow has to do with like the balancing point between fear, challenge, skill, and courageousness. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the center point where you just express the energy or the, the, the state of being that you have, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a, that, that was a really interesting point. And also what resonated in me or the, the part of the chapter that I found really interesting was the piece of the Orthodox Jews, mm. whereas they expressed their conviction about their faith or the thing that they stand behind. And it's translated in, into a courageous act or, or courageousness. And that it just had me thinking, mm. you know, it had me thinking about how do you show or how do you express something that's fundamental mm. without it being uh, a tool? Mm. Is this also a question maybe? Or, yeah, or do well, you already a, have the answer? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> well, I think I think there is no answer mm. in the sense that the way I experience that may be different from someone else. Mm -hmm. And then of course we can like try to dissect that or mm -hmm. try to get more towards the core. Mm. But then again, uh why would that be important yeah maybe someone of the group if i'm not speaking in uh, hocus pocus can uh respond to yeah. that um <laughs> i think this is interesting well uh, i'm just agreeing um i understand that you know as a um as a person a person who sort of grew up in a pretty strict um not jewish but religious upbringing um <laughs> and knows that uh my father was actually a campus minister uh, at the college that we both attended um, for our undergrad. And uh, that was a very interesting place to be. And a lot of times I think, you know, that that kind of stance around who you are fundamentally, um, you know, goes down into your beliefs and into your core. And so I was just really agreeing with, you know, what was being said because I could definitely identify with that. Mm -hmm. from that religion from that uh from a religious sort of astute perspective that you do you you have to to muster that up you have to understand that this is a part of you that is is being portrayed to other people and and standing on that and no regardless of what others may think or what others may say um it takes a lot it takes a lot of courage <laughs> um because you're not sure how that's going to be received by others is that what, what the courage is about? In terms of just being able to, to stand up regardless of, yeah, yeah what, what others may think or say. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, you're gonna you you're standing on your own beliefs and you're like wagering those beliefs against the um, the opinion of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes that opinion is great and looming because it can be like a, a an opinion that's widely held. And your beliefs or, you know, your fundamental beliefs are somewhere in there and and you want to be sure of them. You want to put them out front. um, But a lot of times it's not popular to do that. Mm. And you're not you're just not sure how that's going to be received, Um, even if this is something that you truly hold on to for yourself. If it depends on what the setting, the setting can can really change the context of how your courage to be and courage and, and, and I think also that, um, you know, when I think about this whole concept of even just holding space, just others can do that for you. Others can make it easier for you to demonstrate that courage, I think, by providing a space mm. and by holding that space for you. And um, I, I really, I love this whole concept in the book and just the idea that Holding space does require courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I want to add to that because sometimes it's about opinion, but sometimes it's about more than opinion. Sometimes it's about if I stand up for what I believe, I might lose resources. I might lose access. I might be excluded. I might not eat. I might lose my job. Am I still going to stand up? Am I still going to make a stance when, the, you know, you know, an experience we had with a young person who had to decide about coming out as gay to their parent. And the parent was very conservative. And when the parent found out, they locked them up in the house. Right. They locked them up. And then after a while, you know, this person said, OK, you know, it's a phase and I'm over it. And I'm healed because that's what the parent wanted to hear and then left and then came to us and said, but I was not being, I'm not being honest and I'm not being authentic. So should I be honest? And then you can be honest, but there's a risk involved. And if you're 18 years old and you're going to be kicked out of the house, you know, yeah, you can be authentic, but you can be homeless too. So, so so there's, you know, so on the one hand, it's easy to, okay, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to kick in the door. Okay. Are you prepared to deal with what the, you know, with what the aftermath is of, of that choice? Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, so I want to ask about that. So in my perspective or in my experience, then we're talking about, you know, being courageous about expressing like, like what you want to express or mm-hmm. being courageous about taking a leap towards the possible outcome that you wish for. And for me, it's like, in my experience, those are two different things. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I find really interesting about courage, especially if you don't restrain it only to yourself, but to, like I just said, with the Orthodox Jews, to like something you believe in or something you want to stand behind or some uh, goal you want to, that you aspire then it like your your courageousness uh it changes a little bit and yeah. for me no i agree because you guys were talking about uh, the true courage as well like if if we want to you know keep it as pure as possible i feel like you know the courage to express yourself as who you are and who you you know who your existence allows you to be 
whatever your viewpoint, whatever your, you know, your your convictions, etc. Uh, that one resonates with others. Like like you know, like Herben just said, like if people show that, that resonates. But yeah, if people, if you you know, if you notice that courage is being used as as reaching a certain goal, and then you know you see people taking a leap, but then they miss their goal or it's not exactly how they wanted it to be. And then, you know, the, the courageousness is, um, fragile. That's the word. Yeah, And, and I think, I, I, I think it's true because for instance, and again, we were dealing with a very young person, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so there's the courage as far as looking into the mirror and the relationship I have with myself and can I be honest about who I am and what I am mm -hmm. And then how am I going to translate that? You know, I can I can be gay and, and embrace it and that's who I am. That doesn't mean I have to go walk around with a sign saying that I'm gay. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I yeah. don't, you know, you might want to do that and that's up to you. And mm -hmm. that will have certain consequences. But especially as a, you know, for a young person, that line is like, oh my gosh, I have to be authentic. So therefore I must, you must not do anything. You must be safe. Mm. And the mm. fact that, you know, and and to just even to, to just be, you know, who are you and to be and to embrace that, even that requires courage. I can look in the mirror and say, yes, this is who I am. Yeah. And then for a young person, again, to figure out, okay, and now how do I want to express it? Do I have to express it? Um, you know, so so in that sense, um, you know, yeah, it can, it can be different things. And so am I specifically courageous because I want to take a stance and I want to be seen and I want to stand for my religion or I want to make a point? Or does it even get closer to, you know, who am I and to be courageous in that? And I'm going to embrace all of that I am. And, and as far as expressing that, that can be step two. But even to embrace all that I am can be a very courageous act because mm. we get so many messages about how we should be. And oh, better, better not do that. And, you know, you are okay if only you would do that. And if only you would leave that aside. Da, 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 da. But can we embrace all of who we are and to hold the space and say, you know, you're fine. To do, you know, um, yeah. So is the opposite of, of courage then maybe fear? Would the opposite of, of courage be fear or um, the actualization of those? Well, but, but, but you know, but Camille just talked about flow and fear is a little bit part of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, even, even when you step out in the blues, when you step out to do your solo, there's some fear. You know, so fear can be a good thing. You know, it brings a certain kind of tension. Um, but what does it, because to me, and this is just me personally, fear is, you know, it alerts me to something that's going on, but how do I choose to deal with it? I can be fearful and I'm going to move through it or I'm going to be fearful, I'm going to shut down. You know, it can be the same fear. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you're a performer, we both performers. And no matter if, you, if I'm in front of five people or 5,000, there's a, you know, you feel it in your stomach. And sometimes that makes you a better performer. Yeah. But that's fear. That um, moment you know, before you step yeah. on the stage, right? You feel yeah. everything in your body and yeah. tension. But you need that fear to... Um, to be, be alert. Be alert and be... Do your best. Exactly. <laughs> I understand better than that, that courage is demonstrated more fluidly and more concretely by your ability to push through and push past your fear to mm. the other side of doing something. Yes. Bettina, go ahead. I would be quite 
puzzling was when I was reading the part, and now I understand a bit more because what Amaneta said, being courageous, taking the courage to be yourself and maybe not speaking out because of there is too much, uh, not only even fear, but consequences for your life or your family or it can also be courageous to take that stand and say, okay, I step back in this situation and uh, mm. take the courage to protect myself, my family, and maybe also my own health and heart in this. Mm. And I think when you are in a working environment or in other system, sometimes you have to take a step back to get the blues its own way. Mm. Maybe other people stepping up or stepping out. And then it's to take the courage to be yourself and to do nothing. I, I have another question, actually, and I was wondering what your thoughts on that were, because I mean, I made the point of taking taking risks and having courage, and uh, the, she started off there with the, the monks setting fire to themselves. Well, that's a pretty clear mm. link between what you're going to do and what how you're going to end up. But you also write, uh, if you are a single mother um, and you have to take care of your child, maybe you should not go to the demonstration or maybe uh, or make you can make that choice. I'm not. And th that's for me always a troubling thing with courage. Courage is not linear. And you have the courage to stand up to this guy or this person or this institute. But you also need the courage to go on with your life and take care of others. Mm. And um, I, I was wondering how you see that, uh, the, the, the multifaceted uh, uh, um, nature of courage. The thing that comes to mind to me is that what I got a lot from this civil rights activist viewpoint is that if you're not willing to give up everything for the things that you believe in, how are you sure that that's actually what you believe in? Mm -hmm. So for me, that comes back to my previous point where if you are protecting the beliefs of a group or of a sentiment, how does that go along with, you know, the the things you believe for as a person or as an individual? I mean, every person, I think, every person here in this conversation, but every person all around the world has a, a set of beliefs. Uh, and sometimes those beliefs uh, can uh, contradict each other. And uh, when you have one belief, one cause, um, like for instance, um, we, we want to make uh, what to create equality, whatever, uh, and, and you go for that cause, but you also have the belief in just love or just family or um, you know all, all kinds of other minor or major beliefs, and and that's that's I think what what Aminata triggered in me uh, the thinking about how to balance those beliefs and yeah. and and then choose the path of courage. Yeah, yeah, two things, you know, and, and, and Camille, I know there are some who believe, you know, you should be willing to give up everything to stand for or fight for. Um, but to me, that also then implies some judgment. So if I don't, then I'm considered less courageous or less effective. Uh, you know, and I always said, not everybody's meant to be on the front line. Some are in the back making the sandwiches so you can be on the front line, you know, and they're just as important. And so, so that 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 little element of judgment, and there are some single mothers who are on the front line and who do get killed and leave their children behind, and 
that's what was their choice. And there are some who say, you know what? I'll be here, I got you back, but I have to watch these kids so that you can go. And so, so how can we value each of those as valuable? So, so to me, it's not just about courage, but also about, you know, seeing the different levels. You know, you do courage, what you can do for you, and then that's okay without me judging it. Well, you know, but you only did this. Um, and one thing I want to say, an experience I had, Gerben, said a year ago now, I went to Mexico and I went with these indigenous people there. And these are the people that, you know, I mean, it's it's horrific, their stories. And they, and they share like, you know, you see that laptop you have? Well, people come in, into our community and they're killing us so they can get the resources so they can make that laptop you have. And you just have to sit there and swallow, right? Mm. And so, so the revolutionaries, and then they talk about there's a time to fight. There's a time for family. There's a time to rest. There's a time to celebrate. There's a time to fight. And, and it was just mind-blowing because... You know, and when it's time for family, then it's time to family. When it's time to rest, then it's time to rest. And when it's time, you know, so you talk about balance. And it was like, yeah, you cannot fight 24-7. You cannot fight 24-7. And so, you know, and there's a time to fight. And now we're going to eat and we're going to eat some good food. And we're going to cook together. And we're going to enjoy it. And we're not even going to think about the revolution. And then we're going to love our family. And then we're going to rest and have fun. And then it's time to go back to fighting. And it was so basic and so simple, but it was also beautiful. And to not feel guilty when you're eating and to not feel guilty when you're, you know, but to say, no, 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 no. Right now, <laughs> this is what we need so that we can show up at the fight in the right way. And and I don't know how far this is from, from courage, but even to claim that, because to me also, when we stand up and, and we are courageous, it also goes to, you know, do I feel guilty then when I'm not standing up? Oh, I should have, I could have, if I only I had, you know, and that also takes away from us being our fullest and being able to contribute our fullest of who we are. And to say, you know, okay, from this time to this time I'm fighting, from this time to this time I'm, I'm taking care of my kids and I'm just as valuable. Um, I don't know. I'm starting to say a whole lot now, but 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 that's but that's you know, but that's that that experience in Mexico was it was mind blowing, and it's like yeah, that's a lot of times what's missing mm. to to real and to be okay, and to celebrate all of that we are that that nuance and the complexity of what what courage can look like, and not to be judgmental yeah. uh, of not you know I don't have to be bold and brave and beat on my chest. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I am who I am. I'm fully of who I am and, I, and I'm quiet about it. And, and, and that, that's um, valuable too. So that's what I totally agree with, what Aminata just said. And for me, that speaks to the personal or personalized, ex experienced, purest form of courage. Mm -hmm. You know, that the way how you express that doesn't have to be that you're in the front line. And so my question would be, is that, where is that judgment coming from? If it's mm. coming from the community, then that's, that's the community's question. fault, or it's because you're, you know, putting the courageousness of being a part of the uh, of the community before, you know, your own. If that judgment comes from yourself, then maybe in yeah. yourself there's some, and I just said wrong, but I don't mean it with like the heaviest connotation that there is. But so that's, for example, a position that I feel myself. Uh, struggling with sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, I can do it like this and that would make me express my courageousness, but my community will will make me feel 
feel uh, not courageous mm. or would me- or would judge me, you know, because I have this stance yeah. or whatever, then the question becomes more clear for me. It's like, okay, where does my alliance to my my courageousness lie with myself or with the group that I am trying to be a part of or the 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 statement that I'm trying to support or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Aminata, you, you, you know, you just hit the nail on the on the head and I totally agree. Uh, but those then are the are the two things that become more clear for me, you know, like. Well, and, and to me, and again, I don't I want to dominate, but to me also when it comes to holding space, you know, it's like I'm holding the space for you to be, but sometimes I also have to hold the space for me, you know, to hold. So within this community, I have to hold the space for me. Say, no, 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 I am fine. You might not get it, <laughs> but I'm fine just as I am. And I don't have to prove, you know, and, and, and to, yeah, and to be comfortable in that. And to me, that's holding space too, you know, and like, I'm, I'm going to hold the space for you. You don't have to be anything other than that you are, you know, but also for me, I need to, you know, sometimes create that room for me, you know, and keep your judgment to yourself or not to be affected by your judgment, but again, to fully embrace and be confident in who I am and what I have to offer and how I choose to offer it. Because I know, you know, I know my situation best. You know, I know my situation best about what I have to offer. And you might say, well, if you were really committed, you would, you know, you don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh- I was thinking a lot about uh, Immanuel Kant and his his concept of prudence, uh, to be prudent mm-hmm. as a person. So, because you say you don't have to be destructive, uh, you can also be disruptive. Uh, and uh, like you were also saying right now, uh, you can take the path in all kinds of different ways. But I always feel uh, some sort of uh, prudence in, 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 in that Kantian sense. I, sense, and I, I like that a lot, actually. Mm. Uh, I was wondering if you ever were thinking about that or or, or maybe it's just me. Uh, no, but I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> oh, yeah, please, please do. I think you will like it. I think you will like it. Yes, I definitely will. I, I know a little bit about him. I haven't gone that in depth, but I, I'm definitely going to look that up. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Aminata and Winnie, what, what you, of, um, Camille, what you're saying is kind of holding space is also about giving space to the persons who are in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we're not giving space to another mm. because we want them to fight with us. And fight can be in different ways. Yeah. yeah. And we want them to fight our way, preferably. Yes, yes. our ways. And I say <laughs> you know? different yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Yeah. I also think if you if you're so occupied with the other and the other the other can also be the movement, then you're not noticing what you yourself are doing, you know? If, you, if you're if you not consciously providing space, you're probably unconsciously taking it away from someone else. Mm. And even if that's for a good cause or for what the group decided to do or whatever, mm. you you as a person are doing that. Um, and Dana, and I, it's, I, I yeah, to you just, want to um, say something? <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to to sort of uh, read this quote uh, where in this paragraph where Aminata says, being bold and catching attention for the cause is key, but being strategic and wise about that step is just as important. And so mm-hmm. I think the that same way that that wisdom juxtaposes the courage, like it, it really supports your courage and it gives you a sense of discernment 
to understand what it is that you can do and to make a decision that is still courageous, even in and of itself, whether it appears to be outwardly to look like courage to others, I think that that is something that eternally you have to make sense of and that 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 courageous act, sometimes it is, it just only appears as courage to yourself because you know what you're weighing and you know what the risks are and you know that the wisdom tempers that courage. I know when um, I'm going back to, again, Berea College days (laughs) for us, but we (laughs) learned about um, our freedoms but we did. We learned about those freedoms in light of our responsibilities. And so now when I teach about, you know, our rights and our freedoms to my students, I'm like, that doesn't exist without also you have these responsibilities. And so if you just want to take the freedom and run with it or the same way, if you just want to take the courage without the wisdom, like you're going to be missing out on the part that balances and tempers that and allows you to really stand in that courageous space and to know even if what I'm doing doesn't appear to be courageous, even if me staying home in this moment when I really, really want to be out out front and I really want to be bringing attention to this issue that is very important, the decision that I have made about maybe how I can move in a more strategic Mm. manner um, as opposed to just being bold. Like, you can't just be bold. Like, you have to also be wise, and you have to yeah. be able to, to have that sense of discernment. Yeah. That came across really clear to me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thank Adina. You. Um, I think I have to bring this to a close, and um, this was a really interesting conversation, and I really believe that, well, it actually didn't doesn't end here i hope that everyone will take some with you and will continue talking about courage um so i want to thank you all grantangi uh, bettina dana gerben camille and of course aminata for sharing for having this conversation uh, with us and i also want to thank everyone um, who is listening We hold the space for you, for us, for me Cause we can We must No fear, just courage and humility Cause this is about our humanity And when we hold the space for you, for us, for me Because we can, we must Space will hold us up So we can be Just be And all we need to do is be And breathe When we hold the space for you, for us, for me 
Because we can, we must The space will hold us up so we can be Just be And all we need to do is be And breathe, and breathe.